Hello, savvy listeners. I am excited you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. Experts will share solutions and efficient tips to create a roadmap just for you. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Hello, everyone. You're on with Melissa Ambrose, Savvy, the business podcast. And we have a guest from a very long way on with us this morning. And we are so excited to have her on. So join me in greeting her and welcoming her to the Savvy family, Miss Michaela. How are you this morning? Hi, it's great to be here. I'm Mike Lean Holdemarch, and I'm from London, UK. I'm a healthcare executive, and I've got two companies, and just opened my branch in Ghana. So I'm super excited to be here with you. Wow, thank you so much. And I know, you know, uh, this is global. is It's not like a state to state thing. This whole, you know, virus thing is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is it there? You know, the UK is coping just like everywhere else. And I think governments were a little bit slow mm-hmm. at the kickoff, but now I think it's about management. But I think it has a lot more to do with self-management. It's what we as individuals are doing. And I think a lot of people, it hasn't dawned on them that they can be affected. It has no respect for age, race, right. religion, or economic status. It has nothing right. to do with that. It is a pandemic and a pandemic affects all. Yes, you are so right. It's, I mean, it's jumped me and we're starting to see some younger people getting infected. And the craziest thing to me, uh, yes, this is spring break time and it's typical for the kids to get out college, high school to do their thing. But you were hoping this year that they'd be like, okay, let's keep it quiet to the minimum. But Florida got jam-packed. The beach was packed with these college kids. And they're interviewing like, oh, well, so what? You know, forget me and get me. I've been waiting to party for three months. And I'm like, are you serious? Really? (laughs) Now now you understand the philosophy of the army that they recruit the very young to be at the front line because they are risk takers. They are risk takers. But I think... The more importantly is the message, how you convey that message is the mode of communication. And mode of communication is really appropriate according to the audience. So if you are gonna give a message of how serious this is, you have to use their rhythm and their rhyme. You have to use their model. You can't use an if over 50 model. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, these young people about coronavirus. You can't, you know. So it's all about who they're getting to be the messenger. And I'm sure if it was some celebrity, I'm not going to call names, who was of their same age group and Uh is in, was speaking about it, then there would be a a sort of a little bit more caution. And I think that's where we go wrong, is that we don't involve the right people who are able to, to convey that message, the influencers, the mm-hmm. influencers, influencers of a particular group to convey the message, the government message. 
Right. And I mean, this is a great segue into, you know, conveying that message and knowing your audience. It's crucial that you know your audience, who you're talking to, who's in the audience. If you have a diverse audience, how to mix that message up to be sure you're reaching each one of those people. And um, as in business, as you are, um, how would you say, you know, conveying that message when you're out talking to different clients or audiences and you see you have that mixture of uh, not only diverse cultures, but age groups? I think, I think the very first thing is that um, the over 50s, over 60s, we are mm-hmm. accustomed to face-to-face interaction, you know, even for training and professional development. We like to go to a class, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we like to be there where you touch and feel, you know, we can actually participate and to actually say, hey, no, you, you know, we got to go all interactive, purely digital is like, okay. But the buy-in is not the same. So again, again, it's about, so there's, that's a whole market there. I say to people, that's a, that's a healthy market for people who are entrepreneurs to, to tap into that market because that market needs training, development, a whole new disruptive thinking about how they normally manage their business, how they manage their workforce. Their workforce will be at home. How do you manage that? Mm-hmm. you know and for the, the for the other group who and i'm not saying all over 50s and all over six all right. over they're the same right. i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying generally speaking of the old school methodology we like to be in a classroom where we mm. can convey how we feel and we can we can actually more touchy feely whilst now the younger generation x generation is very much a solo approach they can be on their phone 24 7 and don't have a conversation but yet doing something meaningful mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you think that we're getting back to that because now you can't go out you can't jump on a plane you can't jump on a boat is i mean we are forced to limit our interaction with people with uh places i mean you're forced into this um do you think we're going to you know, slowly get back to having those conversations. Yes, it still may be digital, uh, but I was on uh, Instagram the other day and just, I saw a lot of lives going on. So I just started clicking, you know, let me see what's going on. And I went through everybody and it's people just having a conversation. Instead of picking up the phone, they're sitting there talking about whatever. And you have people, of course, watching, commenting, but it was going back to having that conversation and not the texting. So do you think we're going to get back to that? I, I, there are two, two aspects to this. Uh, one, um, we will become a little bit more humane in our approach. Good point. I think yeah. that definitely you can see it happening. You know, neighbors clapping for the healthcare workers, a little mm-hmm. bit more respect. Um, in regards to that, you know, people come wondering, you know, I had an elderly neighbor. I wonder if they had anything. You're getting a little bit of more humanity. So that's, that's, that's healthy. The other thing is that we all work really long, incredible hours, really yeah. busy. And for the first time, you're able to like look around and go, oh, you know, I need to just sit back, taking a few movies. You're having a little bit more me time. 
you don't have time to go to the hairdressers because you can't go. Right. And you just get a, you just right. get a little bit of me time, you know. Oh my God, my wardrobe, I could clean it up. I could really do a deep clean in my house. I could listen to my favorite track. I could read that book now. I could completely read a book instead of partial reading. I could really involve myself in some old time monopoly games with my loved ones. Mm -hmm. I, you have to invent. You suddenly become innovative and an inventor of things to, especially mothers who are going to have all these kids at home, <laughs> you know, foster mothers. What about foster carers who have foster carers who have probably eight or seven foster kids at home, you know? Uh, so it, it, it it breeds a new um, period in our lives for us to sort of reinvent ourselves. So I think on that aspect, yes. And then the third aspect is actually, it gives an opportunity for parents, for partners, for loved ones to actually monitor your social media usage. Because for the first time you're actually home and you might see your son actually spending a lot of time being on social media just uh -huh. with that phone and not interacting and therefore that should be a bit of concern how you can manage that what right. does that look like so there are uh, sometimes in tragedies there are opportunities so on a social aspect and a family aspect it's a great time to build family life i do have grave concerns i do have grave concerns for domestic abuse I do have grave concerns for those who are mentally ill and doesn't understand what is happening. I do have concerns for those who are disabled and are cared for by loved ones and they can't go and visit. I do have concerns for the mentally challenged. Yeah. And I do have concerns for elderly grandparents and stuff who look forward to, to the kids coming around and not so savvy on the WhatsApp video, but I'm going to be isolated. Right. I, I, and I'm also concerned about child abuse as well. And, and so those are, the, those are the, the dark side to this that I'm concerned about. But however, in the realms of all of that, it is a great time for the digital revolution to truly impact on what we do mm -hmm. and really embrace what it is, AI, IoT, you know, really using the mobile devices, and it's a great time in regards to health, about self-care and using all these modern apps, you know, to check your blood pressure, your pulse, mm -hmm. eat healthily, no more, you know, grab some fast food out, you know, you can actually cook, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, I am guilty. I actually cooked yesterday, you know. Very <laughs> <laughs> You know, yes. I, I actually cooked yesterday. Yeah. So it, it, it gives you an opportunity to redesign your life, really. It's mm -hmm. an opportunity to redesign your life. And on a spiritual platform, it also brings you closer to your makeup because this is an unseen enemy. It's not an enemy who's advancing yeah. and you can say, I'm going to just move back care because someone can have symptoms long after they've been infected mm -hmm. so the person who doesn't have symptoms you probably met them and give them a good old hug and because you know and so this is an unseen enemy 
Yeah. And for the first time, people are getting closer to whoever it is that they praise and glorify. You know, uh, being a Christian, my beliefs are completely different to others, whether you're Buddhist or whatever. But it gives people that coming back into the inner core being, that inner core being who you actually believe in and and, right. and make you question your beliefs as well mm-hmm. um and and some people have never spent time with themselves alone because they occupy themselves 24 7 mm-hmm. i'm guilty i get up in the morning i want to go i want to go i come home i want to go i'm on my I'm, I'm i need to you know look at myself I'm, you know I, i've got two cats that they're like what what she's doing Hope is she, is she all right? <laughs> She's occupied. Why is she here? What's she doing over here? <laughs> She's occupying my space. You know, the poor pets getting confused. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um. So it, it is a me time. I, I keep saying yeah. to people, it's a me time, and it's a me time for for businesses because this is your business model, but your business model has been operating for the past three, four years on this model. And though there's all these great webinars and everything to tell you, you need to change, transform. You need to, you know, look at other models that you can actually integrate in your business. Mm -hmm. Most people didn't, you know, they just continue to get in an income coming in, whether passive or active, and they're just doing the same. Mm -hmm. You need to stop. Because that is going to dry up. Just like how the, the, the market's right now, it's an, it's an array, it's flattening out. There's no market, whether it's Europe, whether it's America, whether it's the Caribbean or Africa, the financial markets is, is in chaos. So you need to look at your business and, and ask yourself five fundamental things, really. Yeah. Can my business sustain for the next three months? Who are my debtors? Have I contacted them to say, coronavirus, I need a a holiday payment. I need holiday payment. Credit card, mortgage, everybody. Everybody and their brother. This is unforeseen circumstances and I need three to four months time out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The third thing you need to do is reach out to your customers remotely. If you don't know how to do that, then get help. And I'm mm-hmm. sure, you, Melissa, you have so much resources for your um, audience to actually tap into to get there. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that is from emails. Mm-hmm. You have to keep in contact because if you don't keep in contact with your customers, Michaeline will take them from you. Other people will. Yeah. They just wait and don't take them from you. Right. Because because other people keep in contact how you what support do you need are you able to deliver if you can't deliver don't worry let's work on a plan together that's the sort of conversation you should be having with your customers not because of coronavirus use the all the digital technology to converse with your customers you have to you have to and i was having a conversation with someone the other day and you know it always go back to the core of your business the core of everything that's going on. And I took core and, you know, I kind of, I broke it down is, you know, communicate opportunities, resources, efficiency. You have to have those things to, 
you know, stay abroad, you know, manage your business, communicate with your customers, new customers, utilize social media for more than what you've been using it for. If you don't know how to use a certain tool or not sure how to go virtual or do this, you know, all the digital stuff, if you're not a techie person, hit your social media, go to the business groups. Hey, uh, I have an iPad. I have not been using it. Give me something where I can use a stylus. Ask those questions, reach out. So net, people want to talk now anyway, because yeah. they're, like you say, they're in the house or they're doing baby talk all day with the kids and now they want to talk to an adult. So people want to talk right now. So go out and ask those questions. How do I do this? What's the best CRM or what's the best project management tool? Uh, you know, all these different things that's out there where you should have already been going digital and virtual with some of the things you're doing anyway. Because that was that was the way to decrease your cost and save time. Exactly. And you know, you were talking about core. I will just add an S to that. And it's your staff. What I, you know, I love that core. I love it. And just add S to that is your staffing. Because those are the people who will carry on your business. Whether yes. they're volunteers, whether they support, whatever decorative word you want to use, right. they are really key. So like yesterday, I was speaking to a hairdresser and she said, oh my God, I'm closed down. My life is over, blah, blah, blah. And I yeah. go, oh my God, your life isn't. This is a great opportunity to start you thinking, to, Let's to start doing some wigs, you know, getting them posted out to people, showing on, on Facebook Live how your wigs look like, you know, you know teaching people how they can wash their hair at home. Because, you know, after a while, after you've been going for so long, you're like, God, I need to wash. I need to, how to, you know, yeah. manage black, even black hair, how you manage to comb mm -hmm. that out. And I say, you can do so much and you get so much follows. By the time coronavirus is over, you may not have room to accommodate everybody. It's about that thinking bigger, thinking mm -hmm. outside, you know, and not having that blinkered effect like you're on a, on a, on a racetrack. Blind. And that's mm -hmm. right. yeah. A lot of people are like that. They, they have their business and they're like a, a, a racehorse, completely mm -hmm. blinkered. They only see in front of them. They never look on the side. Your competitors are right there with you. And they're just waiting for you to just slip and they will get your customers right. because customers mm -hmm. are always looking for a better service. Mm-hmm. A more efficient service yeah a warmer friendlier touchier service you yeah. know it's and always about can you solve my problem no matter how long i've been with you yeah. i love you melissa but you know what you know john b has just offered me yeah a, a two-month free package plus a b c d right I'm sorry melissa i gotta move on Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from you through the coronavirus for whole two months. Mm -hmm. No. So it's that sort of thinking about what you're going to do next. And as you said, technology, get online, do some courses, do some courses and understand, join some groups. And, you know, like, like yourself, I mean, the Savvy Magazine, there is so much in it. And people can actually advertise their business in your magazine. You know, whereby people like myself who read it go, oh my gosh, that's a business yeah. that may be up for investment 
oh, that's a business that they can help me with what I'm doing. It's about that broader approach. Yes, you need to look at your finances, but you have to spend something to get back something. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are afraid. And this was big even before the whole, you know, COVID-19 happened that I don't want to get online and give all my tips. I don't want to give away this information. I don't want to say this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But what people don't realize, even though you're sharing, I'm not saying you got to give everything from A to Z, but if you share enough, give away some stuff. The thing about it is, People are naturally lazy and they're not going to do it anyway, or they just don't have time to, okay, let me sit here and try to learn this or figure this out. They're going to, okay, let me just pay you to do this while I go off and do something else. So there's a variety of different reasons in there on giving and sharing those type, that type of information that people come back to you. Get on podcasts, get in magazines. Um, that's great. You're doing all your Facebook lives and stuff, but I'm, you know, I look at the, the, um, the, the messages and the comments when someone is on, you can tell that it's your tribe following you because there's no real engagement there. It's, Hey, how you doing? What you doing? Where you going? It's more of the chit chat instead of the engagement of, Oh, can you repeat that? Oh, how do you do this? What are the solutions to this? I've had this issue. Exactly. And, and, you know, um, there is something that people hate, hate for me to say, but there is something called boredom. How many of us go on Facebook and you see Facebook Live and you go, oh, okay, what is this about? And yeah. halfway through it, you're so bored, you just move on because it's not purpose-driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not purpose-driven. It wasn't promoted enough for that captured audience. Who would yeah. it be for? Yeah. Who is the audience? What can I do when I'm looking at Facebook Live? Can I ask a question? Is mm -hmm. it related to me? You know, and, and, and so is that targeted, you know? Is that targeted and really being focused about what you're going to discuss? And is right. that broad? Yeah. And I think that's where they go wrong. Um, okay. They don't really market it properly. Right. It, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, talk about the weather. Next minute, it's like a flower garden. Next minute, it's fruits. It's, 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 you know, you think, okay, well, should I hang on here to see when they're going to start talking about what is relative to what I need? Yeah. Well, see, the other thing too, people are drawn to drama and, and uh, just, just a whole bunch of, a mixture of chaos is what I call it. But you know, they're pulled to that. And if that drama isn't in there, if you're not shouting at the screen and doing this, you know, it's that they're into it because sometimes I'm like, what are you screaming about? You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, that that type of um, those type of hosts they have their own uh audience, yeah. But right. if we're here talking about making money, increasing income, you know, actually growing your business, strategizing to be global, not yeah. only local, then right. there's a whole different conversation that needs to be um you know you, you have to start it somewhere and Correct. that is right where are you going with your business right right what sort of money do you want to come in per month right who are your stakeholders right. you know who are your customers you know mm -hmm. you know if what you're selling is no longer 
something that is needed in the marketplace, then you need to make a decision, become an employee or look for another business strategy. Right. And it's really, it's really difficult to make that decision, but you have to, you've been doing something for so long and you're not making any money from it. You need to rethink. Mm-hmm. I know you like it. You know, I really love making candles and no disrespect to anyone who's successful with candles. Now, right. But they're candle makers and there's hobby. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Is it a yeah. hobby or is it a business? Right. Am I doing it because I really feel that I am good at it, but nobody else has said it? Mm-hmm. You know, did you do market research? You know, did you go and share those candles around and, and, and give people some sort of anonymous something to respond and say, do a survey? How do you feel about it? Are you open to feedback? Yeah. How do you take feedback? You know, people say, oh my God, your candle burn out so quickly. I paid $6 for this, but you know, by the time I liked it, it was finished, you know, yeah. and I didn't smell anything. It's pretty to look at. I mean, right. can you, can you take that? So it's about your core of your business, you know, and I, I keep saying to people about rethinking the model of your business mm-hmm. and whether your model of your business meets today's market, especially when you be working from home, where you're in your home environment. environment. Absolutely. For example, if you had a taxi business mm-hmm. and nobody's riding, what yeah. are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You have 10 taxis parked outside your house. What are you going to do? I tell you what I'll do personally. I'll call up hospitals and say, can I work with you to provide a discharge service? Mm-hmm. From hospital to someone's home. Yeah. With deep cleaning to and fro. I'll get all my PPE gear on, mm-hmm. you know? to protect myself, you know, there's other things you can do, but you have to think differently. It's about getting down to paper. You know, we've become so used to technology now that people don't put their thoughts on paper Uh and look at it properly. You know, use an Excel spreadsheet, go back to basic, see how much money you're putting into this business every month. Right, right. Please include your time because your time is money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. you know, don't only put, I spend $200, 200 pounds. Stop. If you were making sandwiches, how much money you will get a day? Or oh, I would get a hundred dollars a day. You stick that. Yeah, yeah, put that in. You need to put in your time. You need to oh. add all of that up. And when you see it on paper, you go, whoa. That what I've been spending? Mm-hmm. It's a difference. It's a difference. Um, and I mean, speaking of paper, I talked to within the last month, I talked to three different people that's starting to create uh, journal books. So it's going back to the handwriting. And me, I'm guilty of being that techie person because I, I quickly move. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, how are you able to do this? that's my, that's my thing of I'm able to do that. And even though, you know, I still take my notes, but I have, you know, of course, a digital tool where I do that, but I take my notes, do my reminders and it works for me. Um, 
But one of them taught me, was like, you ought to start journaling, you ought to start journaling. I'm like, I've never journaled. And you know, I'm not ashamed, I'll admit it, because I know there's a lot of people out there that's saying the same thing. And um, she directed me and told me how to do guided journals and all of that. And I started doing them. And I, I do see a difference in it. It's not so much of always maybe taking my notes down, but sometimes, like you say, spending that time with yourself and just, it's almost like you're having that conversation with yourself, but you're writing it down and you're just, mm -hmm. however many pages you end up with, you end up with them. Yeah. It's no, I mean, it's no correct grammar, none of that. Exactly. And you know, you, you, you want it to be confidential. You could, you could just tear it up and put it in the bin. But right. the, I mean, I have to be as I love tech, right? But um, there's some parts of tech like the webinars and stuff, I'm still going to get my head around that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have a Filofax. Yeah. I am a girl Filofax person. Now I've got all the things that's in a Filofax, I've got it digitally. Yeah. Okay. But when, I, but when I wake up in the morning, I open my Filofax for my task for the day. Mm -hmm. And I normally have about five or six. So... The ones that I have on my phone or on my um, pad, iPad or whatever, mm -hmm. that's fine. But I actually write a little bit more. So I'll put today, Melissa, but these are the core things. This is this, this is that. By three o'clock, I go to my file of facts and I go, yeah, I've done that. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't done that. You know? And it, it's like that additional policeman for myself because I need that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. For all the things, I've got a Thai business. I'm a woman who, who makes Thai for men to wear, Neuroman, yeah? And I've got my health consultancy business. I've got an office in Ghana. I've got staff, um, volunteer staff. I've got independent consultants. I've got to be thinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah? So more, a lot of money goes out. <laughs> Still waiting for it to all come in. But I know that it generates enough for me to be able to eat. Yeah and be able to have some of the things I like, which is oysters. I can eat, um, can eat bags of oysters, you oh, know, wow. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so, and I miss the U S for the crabs or actually. So one of the things that people need to do is to think about where you're going with your business. Where are you going? Mm -hmm. And if it's a business and it's a project that, you know, you cannot manage on your own, but it's lucrative. Mm -hmm. Get a lawyer to draw up a good plan contract and get someone who has the same vision, who will be able to invest in the business mm -hmm. and you don't have to give them 60% right. or 80% of your business, but you have someone else who is interested in getting an income as well. Mm -hmm. And you have someone that you could actually say, you know, Melissa, do you think we're doing good this month? Because yeah. what we need to do differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this thing about doing it all for yourself and not sharing, and you don't want anybody to know your IP, your intellectual property. It's out there anyway. Right. You might be just doing it slightly right. different, but however, you're not going to get anywhere. It's like a train with no passengers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to stop at a, good, at a good station. You're not. You're just going to keep plugging along. 
And it's the same thing for lawyers, attorneys in America and all over the world. They, they're single, only one person running the show. They're running from court to court to court. They have all these cars and they're doing all by themselves and they don't even have time for themselves. They can't even take a holiday. But then if you look at other law firms where they are partners, more than one, you can see a whole different aura. They're more relaxed, it's more lucrative, it's economically more beneficial. And I'm hoping that more black lawyers will get together and create some powerful law firms right. for criminal law, all the different types of law, family law, but really have some great law firms. And that's an example what I'm talking about is about partnerships mm -hmm. and stakeholder investment. So, you know, to, to, to really, I'm really happy to be here with you, but just want to drive home to people that stakeholder, in, stakeholder management is healthy. Partnerships are healthy. You just have to be wise and get expert advice. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that my business model is rubbish, it's not working, yeah. I'm suffering, it's okay. Mm -hmm. There's no failure in that. Actually, you are fantastic because you have recognized that I need to do different. So, hey, you know, you see what people, now I could try a million business and, they, and all of them fail. That's okay because you would have learned something in each of those right. before you come to it. So, so, so don't be disappointed about that, you know, and realizing your capability. Are you, I mean, I could say I want to make cakes, wedding cakes. Wedding cakes is my business, Melissa. I don't know how to make cakes. So am I in the right business? Because the day the person I'm going to employ to make the wedding cakes decide they're not going to come, what's happened to my business? Right. You must have a bit of knowledge about your business to ensure that it will thrive and do well. Right, right. And that's where we go wrong. Mm -hmm. That's where we go wrong. And, you know, we, we have these business ideas and like you say, is it a hobby or is it a business? And, you know, for me, you know, everybody, they're so stuck on this word passion. Oh, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about some shoes. I love shoes, but, I don't want to sell shoes. <laughs> I don't want to sell shoes. I'm not in a shoe business. Uh, but that's I'm passionate about shoes. Yeah. So it's understanding what that true passion is, but your passion also has to align with your gift. What is that gift that you have, that skill? If those two don't align, then your passion could be just a hobby and that's it. You know, and with that, it's also about um um, building relationships. Yeah. So we get real busy about, I got to make money, got to make money, got to make the money. I need to make a sale. I need to make a sale. Anybody in business, that's what you're in business for is to make money, but you have to build that relationship and understand what that person needs. What are they there for? What do they want? Do you know, is it a good connection? Cause even is though it short term to or long term, money, Right. You, you get a one-off sale. <laughs> Fantastic. What happens next month? You know, right. is it long-term or is it short? You know, wh where right. it's at. And it's really important for your long-term vision or your short-term vision. Mm -hmm. It's really important to identify that, that. I mean, it is the key, you know, 
what, what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. The other thing is why you're doing it. Don't do it because your friend is doing it. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And feel that you can do it better than them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, 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 don't. Yeah. So that's the other thing that you get people think, oh, well, she doing it. Oh, I can do that. I can do it better. You know, you have to actually sit down and look at your own capability. Yes. Your knowledge, your skill set. And are you someone that I want to transact with? I, are you a people person? Are you someone that, that I can work with? Right. Can you work with other people? Mm -hmm. Are you organized? So if you, t if you said to me that my, my deliverables, your, you know, all my things that I bought from you will arrive at eight o'clock prompt, would yeah. it arrive at eight o'clock prompt? Because you know your capability. Right. Are you the excuse type? Oh, always given excuses. You have to be real mm -hmm. about who you are because your personality will be part of the business. So if you're hostile, you'll be hostile in the business. Right, right. If you're lazy, you'll be lazy in the business. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> if you give excuses all right. the time, you'll give excuses in the business. Right. Yeah. If you have poor money management in your personal life, hell, the business. Mm -hmm. Right. What is your business? Yeah. We have to be open to that and honest with ourselves. And yeah. you mentioned it earlier about, you know, taking a, a, a critique from somebody. And we have to get out of having these yes men around us. Uh, and that's for, if it's family, friends, mom, dad, whoever it is, they're going to be biased and always want to push you because, oh, I want to support you. I want to support you. But you got to have that support where somebody can pull you back in sometimes and say, okay, let's rethink this or nope, that wasn't a good look. We need to fix that, you know? So you have to have those people. And sometimes though critiques come, they hurt. Oh, painful. They hurt sometimes. Ooh. And those are the good ones. So be mad for a minute. I get it. You know, we're getting our feelings. I get it. But you, yeah, you come back to it. And whether you still disagree with that person, you're able to realize, I don't agree with the way that you say we should do this, but maybe I can do X, Y, and Z. Try not so, we, we Don't be, every time somebody give you a critique, especially if it's a sincere critique, don't get in your fence, oh, well, you hate, you don't want to support me, you don't yeah. want me to succeed. It's not about that. It's not about that. Yeah. And if you can't cope with feedback, whether good or bad, how are you going to deal with someone saying, can I have a refund? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I need a refund. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, not only one refund, but you, you probably about two or three. Because you didn't listen. It's really important. As, uh, as we're on the topic, let's talk about listening. Yes. Mm -hmm. As a business owner, you have to listen. It's not what they say, it's what, the, what they don't say. Yeah. It's what your customers don't say. Mm -hmm. That's the key, listening.
listening to what your customers are not saying. Your yeah. customers are your business and you need to know what they want, why they want it, how often they want it, and what more can you do to introduce them to a better product, a better yeah. service. And if you have not asked those questions, that's, that's a short-term business. Soon dry up. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, it's like, okay, so when I, I, I designed Neuroman, I designed it in a context that I wanted it to, to be for men who can afford, you know, 100% silk and able to spend a certain amount of money for it. So I knew that it wouldn't have been a $1 tie where you're going to get numerous, probably 60, 70 sales a month. Mm -hmm. But I knew that once someone pay 400 pounds for a tie or 300 pounds for a tie, that would be like having two or three, four or five customers a month who bought a one dollar tie or twenty dollar tie right so how do you do that it's about ensuring that the product that they're paying for at that cost reflects the value absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. how do i get onto those people do i know those people kind of but not quite mm -hmm. but it's targeting their magazines what do they read usa today times Mm -hmm. New York Times, the airline magazines. I had to find what they read mm -hmm. and get my advert in there. Was it cheap? Oh, no. <laughs> right. So I had to do it on a gradual basis. Mm -hmm. So every time someone purchased, I would use some of that money and advertise and advertise. But that's okay. Because never once would I say it's a passive income. I don't like that word. Mm -hmm. I don't know who created this thing called passive income. It's either an income or it's not. <laughs> right. Passive income. It's got to be an active income. Yeah. Passive income where you're going to sleep and it's just going to grow. That's, that's a movie. Tell me what business can you not you know nurture and do work in and it will just grow not even selling some cosmetics on the side you still have to go and knock on doors mm -hmm. so please for the audience listening to you please get the word passive out of your mouth because once you start thinking passive you will behave passive you'll treat it passive yeah and the outcome will be dead yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> Yep, you're so right. So, okay, you mentioned your tie business. We're, you know, coming to the end of the show, but I want to be sure that we put that in there and talk about that really quick. Tell us about your ties. Well, uh, I decided to go into the men's attire. And the reason for it, it was, I was, you know, in business meeting, you see handsome men, men wearing some beautiful suits and their ties with clouds on it and, and goats and, <laughs> Cattles and, and all sorts of anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so I decided to go into the men attire and, and it's called neuroman.com, neuro, N-U-R-U-H-M-A-N.com and design silk ties, really classy ties that men can use anytime because you can always change your tie and you can always keep the same suit. It will just make your suit look so different. Uh-huh. And that business has been going for a while, but my major concentration has been the leaders in tech bringing doctors from all over the world together on a platform to talk about health, especially for the diverse communities. What are we doing? How we can do it better? How we can encourage young doctors and young nurses and people who haven't even thought about going into the healthcare field to encourage them to step on and knowing that there are coaches out there, people willing to hold their hands and say, come on board, we'll be there to support you. Um, and answer your questions. So MHM have a leadership lab for healthcare and, and, you know, people who are in the tech business, but related to, you know, like digital records and anything to do that's health related. So that has been the drive of the business. And, you know, God has been good. If you don't mind me saying that on your webinar. Absolutely. absolutely. I am excited that we were able to have this conversation and that you were so open, you know, throughout, and I know anybody that watched this video, um, they're gonna, you know, see it's not only here in the U.S., it's around the world. It's yeah. the same thing of building relationships, understanding your skill set, and how you, you know, have come up with that long-term goal, and not just, oh, I'm passionate about something just to jump in there, make a sale, and now what, right? Branding, branding, let's right. let branding, you know, and get experts, you know, have a conversation, you know, you have a great brand. So, <laughs> you know, and, and that's why I connected with you because your brand is, is, is fantastic. And, and it's about speaking to people like yourself, you know, I want to get my brand out there. What do I need to do? Just give me three steps, you know, don't give me 10, just give me three basic steps that I can take, you know, and that will help your business. Don't be afraid to ask the question. Yeah. Some people get embarrassed, oh, I don't want them to know, or ask the question. The more you're open to say, I don't have those followers. I, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. You know, can you connect me? How can we, you know, work together? So don't be afraid to ask that question or to say, I need help. And you know, like people say to me, why did you open an office in Ghana? I tell you why I opened an office in Ghana. Because Africa is a wealth of opportunities. And if I, as a global thinker and, and, and wanting to be able to bring global healthcare practitioners together, then why not? Yeah. Because I'm offering something that, you know, is rich in, 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 in every aspect. And why not? Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's really important for people, you know, coming to the end of this is your branding, your core. As you said, I love that. Say that again, the core. Core, communication, opportunity, research, um, efficiency, and then we're going to add the S for staff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So it's. So it's really about bringing those things together and being honest with yourself. Be transparent. 
And if it's failing, hey, my business is failing. What do I do next? Who can help me? Yeah. I'm going down in a dark hole. You're not the only one. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one. Say it. It's fine. You, you are fantastic because you know what? You have given it a try. Mm -hmm. You've never said, I could have. Maybe I should have. You know, I hope one day I may. No, you did it. Right. But it wasn't for you. Right. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, well, this is no better way to end it right here. Thank you so much. But before we stop, I want you to give out your website, how people can reach you on social media. Just let them know all the different ways that they can reach you, not only for as business, but if they want to purchase some ties. Okay. So I am on Facebook. My name is Mykeleen Holdemarch, H-O-L-D-E-R hyphen March as the month. So if you remember that, that's fine. And um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Lincoln. And so it's Mykeleen Holder hyphen March. The company is M for Mother, Harry Mother, Health Consultancy Limited, and it would be .com. So mhmhealthconsultancy.com, easy to find. So you'll find me there and you'll find neuroman.com there. And please subscribe to Savvy Magazine because it is the place to be. Thank you so much. All right. We are at the end of Savvy the Business Podcast. And as always, thank you everyone that watched, that support, that subscribe, that follows. And just keep it going of sharing. Uh, contact us if you want to be a part of this journey, because it's all about putting out the information, uh, sharing, letting you know, me bringing on experts for you to yeah. you know, get what you need so you can be successful. So once again, thank you so much from Carly from the UK. <laughs> we will definitely, you know, have to do it again and, you know, continue the conversation and just keep it going. Thank you so much. Great. I look forward to talking to you again and to everyone out there. Be safe. And it's a great time to think business ideas and bounce it off everyone and have some digital parties, you know. Yes. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Bye. Mike Holdemarch, London, UK. Businesses, MHM Health Consultancy.com and Neuroman.com. I keep it savvy with Melissa Ambers on the Savvy the Business Podcast. <laughs>